The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Yishmeru for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Bidiut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Shabbat of Ram ben Esther, Ruach Hashem, Tenechanim, Begin Aiden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Fu'ash Shalimah, Yosef ben Sarah ve Sarah bat Rahel. Elna nefana lahem, elna nefana lahem, elna nefana lahem, fata nefesh, ufata gul, fatam, kilomar, wakhini, rasul, ben Omar. Amen. We begin today's daf on Samik Zayin Hamud Bet, and we are three lines from the bottom. Rabbi Abba, Haba Sayer Zuzeh Besudre. Okay, Rabbi Abba used to wrap Zuzeh uh, money in his uh, sudre, in his like uh, his kerchief, his scarf. Veshadelil Achore used to throw it over his shoulder, so it was opened. So what? Which means he would walk in the poor neighborhoods, so the poor people could just come, just take uh, whatever tzedakah they need without embarrassing them. Was behind them, so therefore they were able to take. <laughs> but he would just keep his head turned a little back to make sure no crooks come and take the money. The mefarshim should explain that he did it in a way not to see the anim, because he didn't want to embarrass them, but enough that it'll keep the ramaim, uh, the tricksters away. That she says. He's going to allow himself to untidy the scarf. So therefore, what happened was the Anim would come and they would untie the the bag and they would take what they need. So he didn't want any of the Ma'im doing that. So therefore he would keep his head looking back in order to keep them them away. Skibara says... He used to send money to a poor person every day of Shabbat for Zuzeh. Okay, so one time he sent his wife to go give the uh, tzedakah. At that time, when she came back, Amra le lotzarich. So this guy has a need. My hazit. What did you hear? Shamaish. I heard the hava kaamri le bimata sohid. So I heard they, they were talking in the conversation. You know, what do you, uh, what do you, eat? What, what type of tablecloth do you use when you eat? Betale kesef? Do you use tablecloths of kesef? Now that's really another way of saying linen tablecloths that look like they're white like silver. Or betale zahav? Or do you use silk tablecloths? They refer to it like gold, which is colored. So, uh, which means uh, man's eating on tablecloths of silk and gold. Meaning silk and uh, and the linen, meaning that uh, he's a rich guy. Amar, hainu damar bil azar. Now we understand what bil azar said. We really have to. We owe a debt of gratitude to the fakers that take tzedakah and they really don't deserve it. 
Why do we owe a debt of gratitude to the fake uh, charity collectors? Shilmalein, because it wasn't. If it weren't for them, heinu hotim bechol yom, we would be sinning every day. Shneimar bekara alechel l'shem vayah bechachet. When somebody comes and asks you for tzedakah and you turn them away, so it's a sin. But now we have an excuse because now we can say the reason why we turned them away because we thought they were the ma'im. Which is, if there was no tricksters, then we have no excuse why we're not giving tzedakah to every single guy that solicits us. So he says, it's a good thing we have that I mean, they're saving us. Because now already we have an answer. We can say, listen, since these are tricksters, never we didn't trust them, so therefore we didn't give them. So therefore it's good. That's the second line. Hainu hotim. She'anu ma'animim ayin minaniim. We're uh, closing our eyes from the poor people. Abal akshav, adamayim gurmim nanu. Now we can blame it on the... Anybody that denies his responsibility towards the Sadaqah, Wow, it's as if he worships That's talking about over here in the Mitzvah of Sadaqah. It says a person is going to see your, uh, uh, his Ani, his friend that said, Bion, they don't attend though, and he's not going to give him. And it says you're going to have in your heart biliyal. The word biliyal is used when, when when a person doesn't give sadaqah. and it says also yatsu anashin bene biliyal. It says by Abu Dazara that people are going to come out of the uh, city, what? And they're going to do. They're going to be people of biliyal. Now, what is that biliyal referring to? Just like over there, the biliyal terminology referring to Abu Dazara. So too, when a person doesn't give sadaqah. So he was considering it as if it is tantamount to Avodah Zarah. The Farshim explained that the reason why it's considered tantamount to Avodah Zarah is because a person who doesn't give tzedakah, he doesn't recognize that the money that he's getting is from a Kadosh Baruch Hu, and he's merely a custodian in dispensing it out to the poor people. He thinks the money is his. And that's a tantamount to Avodah Zarah, where he doesn't believe that there's divine uh, providence, divine intervention, and Borei Olam is intimately involved with his uh, life, that he gave him that money in order to do something positive with it. So therefore, it's Kehidu Oved, Avodah Zarah. Tanu Rabbanan, Yomara goes further, we have a Braita, HaMesameet, I know. This is talking about somebody that uh, handicaps himself in a fake way in order to collect charity. So what does he do? Mesameet, I know, he makes believe that he's blind. Or he, he makes himself as if he has a swelled stomach Therefore he has a sickness Or he gives himself like a fake lip, limp Where his shock, his thigh is, uh, is, is like uh, shorter One thigh is shorter than the other or One leg is shorter than the other Therefore he walks with a limp so the Gebra says, he will not leave this world until it really happens to him. Which means you want to fake and you collect money because of you had this fake handicap that you did, it will happen to you. A person that receives tzedakah, and he doesn't really need the tzedakah. So for, at the end, he's going to come where he's going to really need the tzedakah. We learned over there. Now this is a story over here where we learned that there's a law that if a person, let's say, has matayim zuz, once he has matayim zuz, he cannot collect sedaka. That's the minimum amount of money that a guy can have that he takes him off the charity uh, the charity list. But if he has less than 200 Jews, you give him. So it says, 
you don't make him sell his wares. The guy has less than 200 zoos. He comes to collect tzedakah. You don't tell him, well, go sell your house. Go sell your uh, housewares. No, you don't tell him that. You let him keep that stuff and you just give him tzedakah. Velo? You don't make him sell? Which means, it says, that if he's accustomed to use gold vessels, we tell him now start using silver. If he uses silver, use copper. So, uh, so he sees why you make him downgrade his uh, uh, lifestyle. So Amar of Zvid, Lakasha, Habi Mitav Shulhan, Habi Kosot Vikarot. Which means, Mitav Shulhan, at this item we're assuming, this type of item over here, you let him sell. See, those items, you let him sell them and uh, let him get the money. However, Habi Kosot Vikarot, when it comes to items that you drink from and eat from, he doesn't want to drink from somebody else's uh, vessels. So those items you let him keep. So therefore, there's a there's iluk, which means selling is bad and, uh, and uh, things like that. And that we tell him to sell, but not uh, his uh, personal items. Kosov v'kaharot. So comes the Gemara and says, "My shina kosov v'kaharot." Why, when it comes to kosov v'kaharot, you don't make him sell? De lo de amar mi isili. Because he's going to come along and say, "It's maus." Why you make me now drink from somebody else's uh, vessels? I have my vessels. I'm not selling them. So mitavish shulchan nami. So when it comes to mitavish shulchan, when it comes to his uh, bed. Also, Amar lo mikabed alavai. I don't want to sleep in somebody else's bed. I want. I, I'm, I'm accustomed to my bed also. So therefore, you're not going to make him sell any of these personal items. So Amar Rava bered Rava. So Rava, the son of Rava, comes along and says, "B'machrishad de kaspa." You know, you know what the item that we make him sell? Two different interpretations here. Some say "machrishad de kaspa" is talking about like a plow that's made out of uh, silver. That item over there is not a personal item. It's not on your body, that item. Which is items that are on your body, like a cup, the glass, dishes, beds. That's touching your body. That we're not going to make yourself. Now, Sheikin, the guy has this silver mahlisha, this grinder, uh, plow that's made out of silver. You don't need that. Go sell it and uh, downgrade. Others explain that this mahlisha is really more like a, a back scratcher that they would use, or comb that they would use in the minhas. Like they have to comb their uh, bodies. Also, even though it's touching their body, but you don't need it. It's a luxury item. You don't need a, a silver mahalisha uh, in the bathhouse to scratch yourself. So therefore, that's the item that they say sell. All other housewares you keep. Which the guy comes to collect some that guy says, I don't have 200 zoos. They're not going to tell him, sell your bed, sell your dishes, all that stuff. It's personal items. He's not going to sell. But if he has a luxury item like the silver back scratcher or comb, that item they're going to say, you got to sell it. That's not the... Uh, even though he, he can't come along and say, well, you know, it's maus. I don't want to even say, you know, another... You don't need that. That's really something that's uh, above me on. Comes again, what on says, the papa amar la The papa is a different answer over here. Again, we're trying to answer the question... In one place it says what that he has to sell his stuff. In another place it says we don't make him sell. Uh, so what do you mean? How do you reconcile? So Papa says, "Can't call him she have only the gibui? Can the harsh have only the gibui?" Which is before they come, uh, before they come to collect. Which means when he himself comes with less than two hundred zoos, and he comes along to the charity uh, place, and he says, "Listen, I need tzedakah." They don't make him sell anything. We we'll give you the tzedakah, less than two hundred zoos. However. Once they investigate the guy, <coughs> and they find out that he was a faker, and really has uh, the money, then they, they gave him the money uh, unlawfully, then they make him sell everything, in order for him to, 
to get the uh, give, give, to, to, for them to recoup their money. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, "Kan kodim This is before they come to collect. Meaning, hadetan en mehayevin mikarake. That's initially. Kishemali to leket. That's it. Leket shechal peah. That's what they used to collect in the olden days. That was those, you know, the 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 gleanings from the uh, field. But if he would sell his wares, he would get to Matayimzus and Mahayevin or Todim Kor. Initially, when he comes to the charity uh, place to collect the lake and Shkhal Pe'ah, then he tells them, You have 200 Zeus? I don't have 200 Zeus. They give him. They don't make him sell. After he brings himself to a situation where Betty now is going to excise payment from him, why would they take payment from him? Because we're talking about a guy who had 200, and they found that really he was a rich guy. Let's say the guy so I don't have anything to pay you. Then we tell him, sell your gold and start using silver. So, but initially, if the guy's really legitimate, we don't make him uh, sell anything. He has the 200 Jews, we give him the uh, Okay, Now we go to the next Mishnah. Okay, we learned many times that a Yetoma, uh, an orphan, can be married off either by her brother or her mother. We know that that Kedushin is Drabanan. Uh, okay? Middata. And then they married her off willingly. Which means she accepted the marriage and she accepted the Nidunya. She accepted the dowry that they presented for her. And they wrote fine. They gave her a cheap dowry, the uh, the brother or the mother. They'll give you a hundred zoos or fifty zoos, right? When she becomes a gedola, which means normally the gedola is going to say that there's a certain price the way we evaluate nedunyas. According to Tanakama, the way you evaluate the dunya, it's isur nechasim. It's ten percent of the assets. Whatever assets are available, the nidunya is ten percent of that. Isur nechasim, as she says. So now already they took advantage of this girl here. She told the brothers came along. They don't want to give all this money in the dunya. They come to give her fifty zoos, hundred zoos, and she's uh, young. She accepts. Don't think her acceptance is considered a mechila. Mm-hmm. When she gets older, she becomes a gedola, she can come along and say, Hey, listen, you owe me more nedunya of my ketubah. I'm not taking that 50 or 100 years. I want the 10% of the assets the way they're supposed to be uh, evaluated. So the Gemara says, Mishnah says, she can do that. That's considered her right. Rashi, middata. The Mishnah is going out of its way to say that she got married willingly. Why? It's coming to tell you her douche. Tafapishin it to that seat. Even though she did it willingly, en mechilata mechila. Don't think that she was mochil. We don't think that when she said, oh, I accept the 50 or the 100, that that's considered a mechila. When she gets older, she can claim the 10% of the assets towards the nedunya. We're talking about where she's an orphan girl. Okay, now Gabbara continues. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, now, if we have a track record over here, if the father married the first girl off, 
and he gave her a certain amount of nedunya, uh, whatever, he gave her a certain amount of money. Now the father died. So you don't know how much money he's willing to give for the nedunya. Now we learned that one of the things the father, money has to put aside when for the yetomim is the parnasa. There's two things he has to put money aside for, mizonot and parnasa. Mizonot means he has to support the yetomim until they either become a bogeret or they get married. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to parnasa, parnasa means the nidunya, the dowry. He also has a fund on the side. And the father, when he dies, they take that money from the estate. So the Bihuda says, well, it's not a set price. He says, listen, if you have a precedence, which is you know for the first girl, he gave X amount of money, now he dies. So you go take that same amount of uh, money and you give it to the to the second girl as well. And she says, mm-hmm. which is whatever he gave. Could be it was ten percent, could be it was more. Mm-hmm. And therefore five percent, which means whatever the guy's generosity is. So according to me with that seems you make what's called an evaluation on the guy. Which means if the guy himself uh, is a generous guy, and he gives uh, more, so then uh, you give more. If he gives less, gives less. And, if you have, and here you have a, uh, a benchmark to, to know exactly what he did, because there, there was a girl before, so therefore that's what you give. Hachim say no. Hachim come along and say, Hey listen, things change. Sometimes a person is poor, and then he becomes rich. Or he was rich because of which means it changes. Which means just because he gave the first one, his financial was uh, different. Now, when he died, could be, could, who knows if he would give the same amount of money? So therefore, the 10% rule. You, you evaluate his nechassim and you give the tabit. You don't give more or less, you don't make a, uh, you know, evaluations, what he would give, what he did, <laughs> things change. You don't know for sure if he still would have given the same amount. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Now we analyze through the Gemara. The basic point of the Gemara is we have to reconcile Shemuel's statement here. What does Shemuel say? Amar Shemuel. The Panasa. Always when you see the word Panasa, Panasa refers to Nidunya. There's two types of payments that the, the, the Yetomim get from their father's estate. Mizonot, that's food, and Panasa is the dowry. That's where the Gemara says uh, dowry, Panasa. Okay? So it says, Amashon, le Panasa shamin be'av. You evaluate the father. He's not around anymore. How do you evaluate? So that's she says. Habat Yetomah shebat linase notnim la nedunya kifi omed she'anu bekiim be'abia. Vatran which, yeah, you see what the guy is. The guy's a generous guy, so you give him a little more. The guy's a, a cheap, uh, cheap skate, you give him less. Which means you, you make the evaluation. It's not a set uh, price. It's all according to the way Betin can evaluate the guy's generosity or uh, non-generosity. Good. Mativ. Or Mativ, the has a question. Punch him well. Habanot. Good, we accept that. Which is the Yitomot. They receive Mizonot, food, plus Nidunya from the estate of their father. We're talking about Yitomim over here. Ketzad. So, how does it work? How do you, how do you, how do you, what's the formula? In Omrim, we don't say, Ilu avia kayam kach ve kachaya notena. 
we don't say, well, if the father was alive, we could assume this is what he's going to give. What you do is, it's a set price. You evaluate how much money he has in the state there, and you give him, let's say, the 10%, uh, the 10% rule. My love, now when it says over here, mitpanesot, uh, what does that mean? That's referring to the Nidunya, the dowry. Panasata Baal is the Panasa of the husband. That's the Panasara of the Nidunya, right? That's what we call Panasata Baal. And what are you seeing over here? That is a set price, which you don't do like uh, Shemuel said. Let me see if the guys are generous, not generous. No, 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 no. You give him the set uh, 10% uh, money. That word Panasan, the Braita. Is referring to personal panasa, which is her panasa, mizonot. Gemara says, "We mean hanizonot umitpanesot ketani." It says already mizonot, so therefore one's got to be mizonot, and one has to be medunya. Where's the language of the brayta? The language of the brayta was abanot nizonot umitpanesot. Nizonot is panesot, mizonot. Good, that's covered. Mitpanesot is what medunya. And what are you seeing? It's a set price. It must be what? Mizonot is hers, and Panasa is the husband's, and Panasa is the dunya. And you see from the bright, the what? The dunya is a fixed price. I don't care what the guy's generosity is. No, she working at you. No. It's talking about all. No, ni dunya in this bright. It's all Mizonot. All for her. When it says mizonot, that's referring to food, which means the father, when he dies, has to leave a certain amount in the estate that's going to go to feed his yetomim. And the other thing is talking about clothing, which means uh, there's a certain amount of money, and based on the person, that he has to give her for uh, clothing and all these different types of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, things that she says. Shamina nechassim, you evaluate his money. Im anihu, if he's a poor guy, not him like if he must chinu ba'afalpi. We learned in the last pedic that a, 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 a poor guy, if he's sending money to his wife, right, we didn't say give her one bed, one mat, or three pair of shoes, we gave that the minimum amount. So that's what we're talking about over here. Nothing to do with the dunya. The father has to support his daughter both with food and also with uh, stuff, with clothes and things like that. So therefore, Shemuel is intact. Shemuel, she ties what again? That when you make the assessment for the nidunya, it's a relative issue. Uh, you don't just automatically 10%. You figure if the guy's a generous guy, can even give uh, more, right? And you have no question from this braita. Oh, but the governor said, but you have a question from Amashna. Tenad, we learned in our Mishnah. What did the rabbi say in our Mishnah? Well, let's review this, the, 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 the Shaklavetari of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yudah came in the Mishnah and said, listen, if already he married off one daughter, and you know, we know what he paid, so you, fo- you follow that uh, model. When he dies, the second girl gets married, you pay. pay the, let's say, even if it's more, you pay that amount. Hachamim said, what are you talking about? Things change. Which means just because he was rich then, uh, and he gave that, who, kn- who knows if he would have given the same thing had you know b- based on the the, 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 the change of uh, money. So therefore, you don't have to, you don't have to give necessarily the same amount to the second girl. Mm-hmm. Now the Gemara is going to analyze that statement, which means he was rich, 
And then maybe, maybe if he, had he gone poor because things change, maybe he wouldn't give uh, the same amount. So the Gemara will explain. Money changes, which means the status changes. Some of the guys are ani, the Ashir becomes rich, or Ashir, or he's rich, they're ani. So what did the Hakamim say? Which is so you just evaluate the uh, assets ten percent. So give us what he's talking. My ani What does it mean? Poor and rich. If you tell me yeah, it means monetarily, meaning sometimes the guy goes from being a rich guy monetarily to becoming a poor guy. And and what is the Mishnah saying? And the Mishnah is saying the Talakama is saying. So therefore, you just give. Ten percent of the nechasim. Mechlal de Tanakama Samar Afilu Ashid Ve'ani Kedemidikara Yehavinana, which means it's going to come out according to this. You're going to tell me that the Biyuda is going to say we want to say the argument in the same case. That means the guy was a rich guy, and now you tell me he became poor. But what is the Biyuda saying? Whatever he gave the first one, you give the second one. Does that make any sense? Happy, ha- the guy's poor. The Gemara says, Hadnetle. He doesn't have. Well, you, you can't learn the Mishnah the way the Hakim was coming to say, hey, listen, it's not fair to, to, to. We understand what the rabbis are saying. It's not fair to always give the same amount because who knows if life would have changed. And therefore, but, what, but what's the Behudah saying? The Behudah says, we have a precedent. He gave the first girl X. And now he dies, give the same girl. Zachary said, what do you mean? If the guy was rich, now becomes poor, how did you give the same amount? Why? And the Buddha doesn't say, no, same amount. He doesn't have it to give the same amount. So you know what he must be talking about? Ani, ani bedaat. Ashir, ashir bedaat. Meaning, his attitude might change. There's certain times in a person's life, he's like, ashir bedaat. He gives, he'll spend, and all that. Meaning, he's a... He's a vatran. He's generous. And then other times the person might be anibidat. He has money, but what? He becomes a kamsan. He doesn't want to change. He doesn't want to spend. So therefore, viketani shamin Which means, what are the rabbis saying? Let's say all things stay the same. He has the same amount of money. Which means, when the first girl uh, got married, he had a certain amount of money. Uh, and he gave, right? So now, the rabbis say, no, no, you don't give that same amount. Which means, you give the set price. Why? Because who knows, maybe the guy, if he was alive, his dot would change. Right? Not always is a person willing to give uh, all this money. Could be now he's ani bidat. His mentality, that's the way, his mentality changed. And therefore you give the set price of the 10% of the of the estate, which is the minimum amount, let's say, that you give for the Yatomim. Oh, Alma, lo azlinan batar umdina. You see, against Shemuel, Shemuel's opening statement in the Gibbara was what? You assess the guy. Is he a rich guy? How much does he usually give? Is he generous? From Tanakamav al-Mishnah, you see, not like that. You see that you don't size the guy up according to his uh, generosity. You give the, the, the set price. Why? Even though, let's say, the guy gave 5% to the first girl. You don't say, oh, you know what? He gave 5% now, give 5% to the second. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, things change. The guy's not around now. You understand? The guy's not around to ask. He's dead. The father's dead. So now you have to analyze. So Shemuel's well, Shemuel statement was, this, the guy's a generous guy. He already has a track record. Give him. Give, give, give the 5%. Tell him, come on, say, 
people's mentality change. You don't know if this father now might not have given the same amount anymore. And he's not around to ask. Therefore, give the 10%. Also, it's a question from Tanakama against Shemuel. But obviously we have an easy answer. You know what the answer is? Tanakama will go like Rabbi Yudah. I'm sorry, Shemuel will go like Rabbi Yudah. And that's what the answer. Viti Yuftad Shemuel, a question against Shemuel. Who da'amak Rabbi Yudah? Why? What did the Biudah say in our Mishnah? Ditnan. The Biudah omen, imisi bati shona, yinaten l'shniya kedil shatan rishona. Which means, he goes with generosity factor, the Biudah. He says, you ready to see the guy's a sport. To the first girl he gave uh, 5%. Right? So now comes the second girl, give the same, uh, give the same assessment. Why? Because the guy's a generous guy. You don't say, well, maybe the guy's da'ache. No, you, you go according to what, the, what we know, let's say, his nature is. Oh, so that's, that's exactly what Shemuel said. So therefore Shemuel is actually going like Nabi Yudah, which is not the, the worst thing. He's not going like Tarek he's going like Nabi Yudah. So then the Gemara asks an obvious question. Shemuel, what, what, what are you creating a new statement? Just say, We know Nabi Yudah, she the Mishnah. You have to say, Shemino Just say, Yeah, so the Gemara says like this, If he would have said that, have Amina, I would have said like this, I would say, in the case where he married off a first girl, where already he showed himself as being generous. Meaning he shelled out money once already for the first girl. But maybe if you don't have a track record, Maybe you don't uh, start making assessments on the guy's generosity. Kamash Malat. That's why Shemuel comes along and says, The logical view is you go after the assessment what the guy's nature is. Doesn't matter. Now we're learning a big Hadusha. That which the Mishnah said, he married off the first daughter, so therefore he just follows suit with the second one. That's not even. It's true, but you don't even have to go that far. Even if, let's say, this is his first daughter. He didn't marry off anybody. He died the father. You still make an assessment on the guy. We know the guy to be a very, very uh, veteran type of guy. You still go with the assessment and you pay. You make the, the state pay. That's why Shemuel had to come along and say, because if he just would have said to Yudah, I would have been rigid. But that only said his statement where he married one daughter already. So you have a track record. Come to Shemuel and he went out the track record. Also, then you can ask one more question. So why did the Mishnah say that case then? Why did the Biudah talk in the case where he married off one daughter? Just say, you always evaluate the generosity of the, uh, of the father. Uh, so the Gemara says, That's why the, the reason why the Mishnah picked the case where he married off a daughter. To show you the stringency of the rabbis. Even though he has a track record where he married off his first daughter. And he showed us that he's very generous. You don't go after the assembly. The rabbis old. Things change. Who knows? Maybe the guy was at that point Ashir Bidat. He had a generous mentality. And now he became Anibidat. So the Hadush is even if you see a track record, a pre- the word is even if you see a precedent. Still, Hakarim is going to say, you don't go, you go according to the 10%. So now comes the Gemara, just says the Halakha, So Rava goes to Rav Chazda, Darshinan Mishemech, Halakha Kribi Yudah. said, Rabbi, can I go say in your name that the Halakha follows the Biyudah? It seems Rabbi wanted to you know, publicize the Halakha. So he said, listen, can I say in your name, Rav Chazda, that we go like the Biyudah, meaning that you assess the guy's wealth? 
אמר לי תודם יהי רעבה, ונגירצון, כל כי אני מלא מעלייתה, all such wonderful halakhot and words, תדרשו משמי, you should say my name, which means, certainly, this is a beautiful statement, certainly I wish you would say this in my name. So the Gemara just has one more question. So comes the Gemara and says, ומי אמר רבה אחר? Did Rabbah say this? It sounds like Rabbah holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbah told the Hasdaq, if I say in your name, the Talakah is like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbah told him, certainly, Yiratzon, all statements like this should be said in my name. Now what is Rabbi Yehuda's shita? You evaluate. If it's not a set price, if we know the guy's generous, you give more. If you, incidentally, according to that, she was master, and if you know the guy's not so generous, you give less. Which means it goes, uh, it's, 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 it's a floating scale. It goes, it goes either way. Did Rabbah say that? That Tanya, we have a brighter. Rabbi Yomer, you have a girl, she's being supported by the brothers, meaning from the estate. Oh, 10%, Nidunya is 10%. What does that show? What's that? The bee holds, fixed. Oh, Rava came along and said, Allah follows. Rabbi, what are you talking? You just told me over here, you go like Rabbi Yehuda, the Mishnah, that says it's not a fixed 10% uh, the Nikasim item, it's close according to the generosity of the Father. Mm-hmm. So Rabbi is being so tired himself. Lakashya, had amidne, had lo amidne. One case is talking about where you're able to make an assessment, and one place to know you're not able to assess him. Which means if you're able to assess the guy, meaning he lived in the community, you know who the guy is, you know his spending habits, then of course, forget about the 10% rule. Then you go according to his generosity. Aye, how did Rabbah say, could it be that you give 10%? That was talking about the guy lived out of the community. We never knew his uh, spending habits. There was no way for us to make a assessment, assessment on the guy's generosity. Okay, well, you can't make an assessment. Even uh, Rabbi will tell you, then you got to give the 10%. Then there's, there's no way. And the Gemara proves that we have to make this chiluk. This is a chiluk if you're able to assess or not assess. Hachina Why? There's a story. There was a story with a bee who gave us the 10% rule just now. One time, Ahat Mishnim Asar Benichasim. One time he gave, instead of one tenth, he gave one twelfth. It's a different, uh, different measurement. Plus, Kashyan Ahadadi. You just said you give one tenth. How did the Buddha give now one twelfth? You know what the answer is? Which means it all depends if you were able to make an assessment or not. If you couldn't make an assessment on the guy, 10%. The case of the one twelfth, they were able to assess the guy. And they saw the guy, he, he, he's a cheap guy. He won't even give uh, 10%. So therefore what? You give according to his assessment. So therefore, you have to say that the who did went with this assessment rule because how can one time you do you tell me it's automatic 10 and another time you tell me it's, it's less when you, didn't, when you can't assess the guy so then it's automatic when, when you can't assess the guy it goes according to the assessment look at that she lakashya had amidne amidne you assess had lo amidne had marbi isur nikhasim bidelo amidne le'af where they weren't able to assess the father why shelo gar benenu he doesn't live amongst us and we can't really figure out what the guy is. 
in Kamsan. We don't know what the guy is, a Vatan or a Kamsan. Oh, how can I When we have a proof that where you assess them, Moder, Shamim, of course you go according to the father's Vatranut or Kamsanut factor. Gemara continues. Gufa, Amar Rabbi. Bat Nizonet Min Ahim. Notelet Isur Nechasim. So Rabbi said that you have a daughter, Yetoma, she's being supported by the brothers, and her father died. So Notelet, she receives, she takes Isur Nechasim, 10% of the assets, and that goes for her Nidunya. Amru lo de Rabbi. So they tell Rabbi, let Barecha, you're giving the 10% rule. If you tell me a person has ten daughters and a son, he died. So now, it's going to come out that the boy is not going to have anything left. Because each girl gets ten percent of the Yerushafa and the Dunya. So it comes out the boy is going to end up with uh, nothing. So the Gibraltar says, no, that's not the way you calculate it. The first one takes 10% of the original number. And the second girl takes 10% of what's left over of that. And the third one takes from again what's left over. And then after they have all those calculations, they take that money and they split it equally amongst the ten daughters, simply, which means, exactly, it's six and a half percent, which means uh, the first one gets, uh, let's say the first girl, there's a thousand dollars in the pot, they put a hundred dollars on the side, so they got nine hundred left, now they take ten percent of that, so they put ninety dollars in the pot, okay, so now you have um, eight hundred and ten dollars left, right, so you take eighty one dollars for the next girl, so you, you do the ten percent, ten times of what the remaining is, you put all that money in the pot, now you divide it equally amongst the 10 girls. So as said, it comes out that 6.5% is being given to each one. And then they'll be left over for the boys. So it comes over, comes to Gibran and says, why would you do it that way? Gibran says, Kol hada hada shakla. What do you mean? Let each girl take what's coming to her. Which means the first girl should get more. She's getting married first. So we can assume that the father wants to give her... 10% of what he has at the time. Why you tell me you divvy it up equally? They should get the money uh, as they get married. Why you just tell me that you make the calculation a pre-calculation? Well, you do the 10% for each one now, and you divide it 6.5% of what it is. It should be uh, each one. Each one should take uh, what's coming to him. Where all 10 are coming to get married at the same time. Because you're right, if each one's coming separately, of course you can give them 10% of what the, uh, what's in the pot at the time. Now then they divide it up equally as we said. If they're all coming to get married simultaneously, they take one 10%. What do you mean? One 10%. If they're all getting married at the same time, each one should get a piece. Ke'ehad. They take their 10% as one, meaning that it's done uh, where each one is going to, uh, they take the 10% off, they put it in the uh, pot, and they split it up equally. 
Habanot, when it comes to the girls, Ben Bagrum, whether they became Bogrot, Bogrot was 12 and 6 months, Ad Shalom Nisu, before they got married, Uben Nisu Ad Shalom Bagrot, they got married before they became a Bogeret, either case, Ibdu Mizorotahim, they lose their Mizorot, below Ibdu Panasatam, but they do not lose their Panasa, meaning, when the father writes in the Ketubah, that he's going to support his daughters after his death, that's only up until a certain point, either until they get married, even before they become a bogeret, or from when they become a bogeret, even before they get married. So the cutoff point is either bagrut or nisuin, even if they are younger than that. After they reach that age, it's not his obligation to give them israel anyway. However, panasam in the nidunya is given regardless of their age. Come, that's the words of devreda b. Shimon bin, I'm sorry, Devredebi, that's the words of the Bidibi, Shimon al-Azaromer, Af ibdu, Parnasatam. No, they also lose their Parnasat, which means, once they become a Bogeret, they lose their Nidunya. So the Gemara says, osot. So what's a good advice for the girls to do when they know they're going to lose their Nidunya once they become a Bogeret? So it's advantageous for them to get married. Before Bagrut. So it says, So to speak, they, they rent for themselves a husband when they're younger. They rent it, which means there's money in it for them. So therefore, they get married before Bagrut. They can extract their nidunya based on that uh, fact that they're getting married a little younger. Okay, let's read Rashi. Rashi says, Right, once they become a Bogeret, they lose their uh, Mizonot. Rashi says, says that you can have mizonot either until you become a bogeret or you're taken as a wife by a husband. Af if do panasatan that's to be shimon bin Amazar said they even lose their panasa isur nechasim they lose that ten percent dowry. The kasabar loti kunani dunya elaheha de minseba bekatnut. So because Mishraim Amazar says the only time they they establish the set nedunya is when she gets married when she's a ketana. Or or even when she's a Nara. Aval Bagra, once she becomes a Bulgarian, is Talka La Nahi Betalegamri. Finish, she's not considered uh, part of the house anymore. She's already on her own, she's adult. Vechen, furthermore, Niset Benarut. Also, a girl that gets married, let's say Benarut, Oid Vigidolai, let's say she's, she's an adult within the Nara, 12 years old. So even so, the Bishram and Azaz says, or because of that, Vinitrasit, let's say she got married as a Nara. And at the time that she got married, she accepted whatever little nidunya the brothers gave her. She loses it as well. Which means we have to clarify the Mishra Malaz HaShita. You lose everything. There's no, there's no ketubah. There's no obligation. Ketana, even if they write for a small number, she can come later on and say, Hey, listen, you shortchanged me. I want my Isun Nechasim. And we don't interpret our silence as a mehila, which means she gets it regardless. <coughs> However, ne'ara, according to is in the middle, which means if she accepted upon herself at the time of the wedding, whatever small amount that they gave her, that's it, it's considered a mehila. Now, of course, if she protested at that time, then we say, okay, we'll give, we'll give her isun nechazim. So, bogeret, nothing, ketana, always ne'ara, depends if she's uh, protesting or not. Okay? Amar of Nachman. Is going to follow which means that uh, according to the B, it's uh, 
ben bagnu or ben nisu, they lose mezonot, but they do not lose their panasam. Even according to the B, a bogeret still gets the nedunya. And the Mephashim explained that according to Rabbi, the Hadush, what's the difference between him and Rabbi Shalom and Azad? There'll be enough coming on Ne'ara as well. Which means a Ne'ara, according to him, gets the Nidunya, uh, uh, which means if she kept quiet, she still will get the Nidunya. Uh, which means it's not considered a Ne'ara. Because according to the Bishra, she has to protest. According to the B, uh, she gets the Nidunya uh, as well. Oh, so Gabal has a question against Rabbi You say that has like Rabbi. Yetoma shesiata imma o achiha medata. Good. Have a yetoma, brother or the the mother married her off. Medata meaning willingly she did it. She accepted whatever they uh, they were they were posek for. Vechatfuda b'me'ah b'hamishim zuz. They wrote for a small nedunya, hundred zuz, fifty zuz. Yechola im shetagdil leotzim yadam ma shra'uy lehnatena. So when she gets older, she's able to extract from them what really uh, she's deserving, meaning the ten uh, percent. Also, the Gemara says, "Ta'ama the ketana." Yeah, it's only because she's a ketana. In the last of the uh, statement over here, it's masked by Yetoma. She said ta'ima, which means she's a ketana. So we make a diuk. Ha gedola. But if indeed she was a gedola, meaning, for example, a ne'ara, that's why she's a gedola, twelve years old. Vitra. So it's considered what she was mevater, which means as if it's, uh, it's uh, she loses it, which means she kept quiet. She loses it. So therefore, it's a question on the B, because the B said that Ne'ara, uh, Bogeret, they get the Ketubah, they get the Sunikasim, they get the Nidunya. You told me that Allah has like the B. The B says, what? Ne'ara gets the Padnasa, gets the Nidunya. And here you're telling me, only a Ketana, she's able to come along, and uh, she accepted it. She's able to come back and say, "Hey, I accepted it, but I'm, I'm changing my mind. I, I, I want, I want, I want my uh, real nedunya." Master Baragidola cannot do that. Master Baragidola accepted it already. That's it. She cannot uh, change her mind. But was Master from the B that even in the hour I can change her mind. So Gemara says, "Lakashah de mahai hadelo mahai." Oh, so now we're crystallizing, which means. It depends if she made a maha or not. Which means a ne'ara, if she protested immediately, according to the B, she gets it. However, if she didn't protest immediately, then her mehila is considered a mehila. So it depends if she was mukhay or not. Again, according to the B, ne'ara comes to the Qur'an, the Ketubah, they tell her, we're giving you 50 zoos. She comes along and says, I, I accept. She doesn't protest. If you don't protest, that's what you're getting, 50 zoos. Oh, mashi'in ken. If let's say they give her 50 zoos, she comes along and says, hey, I'm a mukhay, what's going on over? I don't want this... Uh, there's 50 zoos over, I want my, uh, you know, I want my, my money. So then already, of course, I will compensate. Look at Rashi. She says, Had the Mahai. Had the Amar Rabbi, Lo Ivdu. That which Rabbi said they don't lose their Nedunya. The Amar of Hunal Ketakimate, Bishimihata al Mutar Isun Kase. Good, which was Mohe. But she protested. Mishnara was master that a Gedola loses it. That's something about she did not make a. Ma'a, what she accepted. That makes sense to say this Hiluk. Because if you're not going to make this Hiluk in Rabbi, you're going to have a stida in Rabbi against Rabbi. Why? The Tanya, we have a right to Rabbi Omer, but in Yisur Menachim, a girl that's being supported by the brothers, no talent, Isu, Nikasim. She gets 10% of the assets for the Nidunya, Nizonet, In. So it says, if she's Nizon, the Isur applies. Meaning, if she's still receiving Mezonot, what does that mean, she's still receiving Mezonot? That means she must be a ketana. 
Because the Katana still receives Mezorot once she becomes a uh, Bogenet, according to the B, she loses the uh, Mezorot. That means, Nizonet in, She'ena Nizonet, no. So you see, well, once already she becomes a Na'ara, she doesn't get the Isunah Kasim. But you just told me the B, that what? That she does get. You told me the original statement that the, 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 the B holds a Na'ara, I believe until a uh, Bogenet, that uh, she gets the uh, Isunah Kasim. So I can just tell you over that once she stops becoming... Nizonet, she uh, loses her Isud Chasim. Supposed to have to say this Chaluk. That when do we say she gets Isud Chasim? When she's not, she protested. And when she doesn't protest, then already she loses it. So this this Chaluk is necessary to say because otherwise you're not going to be able to square off the Shita of the Rabbi. Comes again and says, "Amal the Rabbi Nadraba." So Rabbi Nadraba, "Amal the Rabbi Dabra Haba Meshemach." So he says, Rabba said in your name. Rabba, he said in your name, Bagra, once she becomes a Bogeret, Ena Sericha Limchot. She does not have to be Mohay. What does that mean? That she Sha'afidu Lumi Hata. Even if a Bogeret was not Mohay, she gets her Isun Nechasim. There's a Nushita. Bogeret now. She, they saw her in Ketubah for 50, whatever it is, 50 Zuz. And she wasn't Mohay, uh, she didn't scream. According to this, she thought saying what? She still gets her. Mm-hmm. Or let's say the opposite. She was young and she got married, and uh, she also doesn't have to uh, 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 scream. Which means you have two cases: a bogeret doesn't have to bogeret uh, before she got married. She still qualifies for her um, her nidunya. Or niset also uh, before she becomes a bogeret, she does not have to worry about her nidunya. Or bagrav niset. Oh, but she's double. She has a she was a bogeret. And she got married. Then already Sidika Limchot. Good. So that was a statement that they said in the name of Rava. So comes the and says, Ni Amar Avehachet. Did Rava say such a halacha? Nachman. It was Rava. We just learned in a couple of lines above. He asked a question against Rav Nachman that was posek like Rabbi Yitoma. He asked a question against the Yitoma that was Mashma. That the Yitoma uh, does not, uh, that, that, that only a, a girl, a Kitana has the right to get a, uh, a Nidunya, but a Gedola and Ne'ala does not have the right. Veshani le and Lava gave the Hiduk, had the Machai, had the Lomachai. Which means, Lava, you yourself are the one that gave us the Hiduk between whether she protested or she didn't protest. So now you're coming along and saying, no, it's automatic. But Bogeret always gets the uh, Nidunya and a Niset uh, before she will it. Always gets to the dunya, but if she was a bogeret and she got married, uh, she loses it. But you yourself, you made a haluk that all these cases depend if she protested or not. Rashi, she says, Veshanile, Dehaditani Gedola, that way you, you answered Rava in the Mishnah that said Gedola, Vitra, you said that when she's a Gedola, meaning for example, when she's a Nara, she loses it, Bedolomahai. That's when she did not protest. That's what she loses it. Alma, Nisid Benarut. Where could you learn from that? If she, a girl was a Nara, she got married when she was a Nara, Velomihata, and she did not protest. Even though she's not a Bogeret, Vitra. Which means, you're just telling me over here that when she's Nisid, that Rav statement clearly, he said Nisid. As long as she's not a bogeret, she gets the Isun Nechassim regardless. It's mashma, even if she wasn't moheh, she didn't protest, it's hers, it's coming to Niset. He only said Niset, Afapi Sheba, 
נשאת בבגרה של זה, נשאת ושיסתו לנערה, it seems that the Esud Echassim is as regardless. Wait, Rabbi Yonah, one that just told us that Nisit, when she's a Ne'ara, it depends if she made a Maha'a or not. And now you're coming to tell me that Nisit, when she's a Ne'ara, it's hers. Even if she kept quiet at the time in this room, they gave her 50. She kept quiet, she can come back and say, hey, listen, I want my uh, 10%. Oh, you, you, you hold like that? You just told me over here that Nisit, when she's a Ne'ara, she has the right to be Mohair, but if she doesn't Mohair, it's considered uh, she loses it. So how do you square it off? So the Gemara says, Nakashia. There's two different cases here. New, new twist to the, to, to, to the story over here. Is she still receiving mezonot from the brothers after she gets married? Which means sometimes the brothers are very generous. The brothers will continue to support her even after she gets married. Now, in that case over there, that she says, You know why? Which means she's embarrassed. Which means already the, the brothers are supporting her after she gets married, so she didn't she didn't say anything. When they said, oh, we're giving you 50 zoos for the, uh, for, the, for, the, for the dunya. She really does, she wants more. She wants what she's coming to, but she's not going to say anything. It's uh, not nice. Already she's taken Mizonot after she's getting married, which is above, uh, beyond the, uh, the their obligation. So therefore, in that case over there, where she's getting Mizonot from the brothers, and she doesn't say anything... It comes to she's later on, uh, she does have a claim against her. However, when she's not getting mezonot, and she kept quiet, so there's no reason for her to keep quiet. She's not embarrassed. Her keeping quiet must be really is considered a mehila, and therefore she loses it. Again, if she's getting mezonot from the brothers, and she kept quiet, we don't interpret her quietness as mehila. We, we interpret her quietness as embarrassed. Because she's getting ready money from the mother. She's actually going to ask him, now I want more uh, money for my thing. So therefore, she starts right later on to come along and claim it. If she's not getting Mizonot from the brother that she got married, so there's no reason to be married. She should have said something at the time of the wedding, hey, I want my, uh, I want my money. And she didn't. So that's considered already a Mechila. No, Bogeret seems loses it regardless. Bogeret, once she gets married, he needs support. It's only by a, right, it's only by a Ne'ara. Amar of Amar Okay, so let's stop there for a second, and let's recap now, let's recap the Shitot over here uh, that we have uh, on this uh, subject. Sikum. So let's review. Sikum. Ketana. Shinisit. Okay, let's talk about ourselves. Ketana shinisit. Ketana shinisit doesn't matter. Ketana, she gets everything. She gets uh, her right amount. In all cases, she kept quiet. Doesn't matter. Her mechila is not a mechila. Later on, she comes back and says, I want my Isun uh, Beautiful. Ne'ara. Oh. That gets married, let's say, when she is a bogeret. Uh, so she loses her nidunya. Uh, That's a ne'ara we're talking about. Ne'ara <coughs> shinisit, which means a ne'ara to get married. Or, or she reached the state of uh, bagrut. She loses zikhut for the nidunya. Unless the brothers told her. He's learning it's the same thing. Unless the brothers told her that they're going to continue giving her mizonot. So if they're going to continue giving her mizonot. Or she married a rebuke. One of two items. She didn't make a rebuke, but they're supporting her. Or she made a maha'a from the beginning. Say, listen, I'm not mevater on my uh, nedunya. I want my, uh, what's coming to you? Which is what pasik like going to be. What pasik like going to be. But uh, therefore, she has got she, she to scream. Now, a bogeret shinisit. Now, she got both things. Bogeret shinisit. She loses her zikhud if she does not make a maha'a. Even if the brothers are supporting her. Even if the brothers are going to give her mizonot. Once she's a bogeret and got married over there, she has to... Uh, 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 explicitly make a maha'a and say, I'm not happy with this over here. So therefore, that's the haluk between ne'ara. Ne'ara, the haluk, if they're getting support, she doesn't have to explicitly make a 
a rebuke, a maha'ah. Mashiach in a bulgaret shinisit, she already has to explicitly say, hey listen, I'm not happy with what you're giving me over here, but if she's get, either she's getting mizonot, she has to be explicitly show our disapproval. Gemara continues, Amar Afuna, Amar Rabbi. New point, Padnasa ena kitnai ketubah. Well, we learned early in the Masechet that certain items that are called Tenai Ketubah. Certain things are put in the Ketubah, certain payments. For example, let's take the classic uh, example of Tosefet Ketubah. Tosefet is where the husband, let's say, uh, says, not here, your Ketubah is 200, I'm going to add a little extra money over here to give you. So we said, whatever the laws apply to our Ketubah, whatever the Halachot are, <laughs> it'll apply to, let's say, Tosefet Ketubah. Because that's considered a Tenai Ketubah. To the extent, for example, a Tenai Ketubah, even if he doesn't write it, we enforce it anyway. Because the Tanai Ketubah says, Betin will say, listen, you have to put this in the Ketubah, and uh, you didn't put it in, it doesn't matter. Tanai Ketubah is uh, like a Ketubah, and you, you, she, he owes it, uh, even if he doesn't pay. So certain things have a, uh, 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 the status of a Tanai Ketubah. So the Gebra is now saying, he writes in the Ketubah, Panasa. Hmm. Meaning he writes, we're gonna, uh, he writes in his, in his Ketubah that he gave to his wife. He writes that, Hatr uh, Shalom, if he dies, he's going to give the dunya to his uh, Yetomim. Right? He's going to su- supply them with a, uh, with a dowry. So the Gemara wants to say that that, that uh, that he commits is considered like a, like a condition of the uh, Ketubah. So now the Gemara says, Amarabi, Panasa, Amarabuna, Amarabi, Panasa, Ena Ketai Ketubah. It's not like a Tanai Ketubah. Good. My Ena Ketai Ketubah. Now, what's the Nafkamina? What do you mean it's not like a Ketai Ketubah? Give me, give me a practical Nafkamina. That comes out of this. They tell me it's not like a taikat uba. Inema, maybe you'll tell me the ilu panasa tarfa mimishabede. The taikat uba lo tarfa mimishabede. Oh, so maybe you tell me a simple rule. The law is like this. We know anything that's considered a taikat uba, you do not take from mishabede. Meaning, uh, let's take the taikat itself. Okay, let's say the lady wants to come and collect the taikat from the yitomim. Okay? They cannot collect from Mishabedeh. Let's say they sold the field. They sold the property. She cannot go along to that guy that the property was sold to and say, hey, listen, I had a lien on that property for my Ketubah. She's not Torep Mishabedeh. She's Torep Mekarka, but only the Karka that's in the possession of the Yitomim at the time that she's coming to collect her Ketubah. So maybe you're telling me that when you tell me this law of Panasa, Panasa is not like a Tanai Ketubah, and maybe she can go to the Kuhot. She's Yitomana when she's getting married. She say, listen, 10% of the assets... They're mine in the uh, thing. So the Yitomim call and say, listen, sorry, we sold already, uh, we sold the property off. So she can come along and say, you sold the property off, and I have a lien on that stuff. She can go to the Likuhot and take the, uh, take it back. So maybe that's what means, in Ketubah, that she can be Toref, Mimeshachabedeh. Kibras is 100%. My Kamash Malama, what do I need Rabunah to teach me that? Ha-Ma'asim Bichol Yom. Which means uh, that uh, we know that already. We know that already. Go look what's going on in the world. We know that already. This is, a, this is an accepted fact that the, the Yetoma can go take from Meshavit. I don't need Ravuna uh, to tell me that that is the, uh, that, that is the halakha. Motsi'in the panasa, ve'en motsi'in the mezunah. We know the rule. That what? The motsi from the lekuhot for panasa for the dunya, and you're not motsi from mezonot, which is for the food that she eats, you eat, they cannot take that money from, uh, from the uh, fields that were sold. Why? Because mezonot is in Tanaikitubah. Tanaikitubah you only get from karka that is available, not from stuff that was sold out. So we know it's halakha already. That's not a Ramunah. If that's what you're coming to teach me, it's not like Tanaikitubah, it's known already. Oh, the ilu panasa gavyana me which means, 
according to the law, we've learned this several times, you only get paid from karka. Which is sumechadat on karka. She doesn't get paid from movables. So the Hadush of when is telling me that panasa is not like a tanaikitubah, meaning she can even take a payment from movables, from metaltaline. So again, it's, it's always saying it like a, for a leniency. It's a tanaikitubah, it's not a tanaikitubah. Meaning, take it even from the movables, you don't have to only uh, to take it from uh, karka. Very good. So comes the Gemara and says, let it be, well, according to the B at least, Idi Idi Migba Gabya. Well, according to the B, both of them you can take from Metaltalin. The Tanya, Eha Nechasim Sheshlem Aharayut. Nechasim Sheshlem Aharayut is considered, it's another way of saying Karka. That's literally uh, assets that have on them responsibility. Which means that, uh, they call that Karka because you can put liens on uh, Karka. Veha Nechasim Sheshlem Aharayut, that's considered Metaltalin. Mosi'in Mazon Aisha Velebanot. You're able to take away these uh, property, you could, you could take from property or from movables for the mazon, ha'isha ulbanot, and for the nedunya, devre rabbi. So therefore, according to rabbi, there's no hiluk between mazonot and panasa, both can be taken from metaltalin. So how could you tell me the difference is, oh, the mazonot is only from karka, and the hatush is not like a tanka tubad, you can take from even metaltalin. So according to rabbi, both mazonot and nedunya can be taken from the movables. <coughs> so the question is, what did you mean, Lavuna, when you said Panasa, Nedunya, it does not follow Tanai Ketuba. Ela, my Panasa, Ela Ketai Ketuba, Nechtetanya. The following, Braita. Haomir, guy comes along and says like this, Al Yazunu Benotav Menechasav, En Shumimlo. Guy comes along before he dies, he says, you know what, I don't want my uh, Yetomim, to benefit money from Mizonot. You don't listen to him. Why? Tanai <laughs> Ketubah. The king always gets the That's a condition built into the Ketubah. Even if the guy says, I'm not doing it, the bed is going to enforce it. He has no right to come along and uh, say that. Al yitpanesu benotav menechasav. Shema'im lo. Shapanasa enak tanai Ketubah. So it's a humrah. Which means if the father before he dies comes along and says, hey, listen, I'm not giving the dunya. I don't want them to have the dunya. It's not enforceable by the Betin. He has the right before he dies to come along and say, I'm not giving anything. Look at the bottom Rashi. It's not an obligation on him. It's an obligation on the estate. So long as the father didn't show any displease, Three or two, you have to pay. But if the father said before he died, hey, listen, don't pay, I'm not, not, I'm not interested. So the you just inherit everything, and they're not obligated to give anything to the, um, to the, uh, to the Good. Baruch Amen, amen.